Hey everybody, Nick Espinoza, your Chief Security Fanatic here, and it is Sunday, so we're doing Breaches of the Week, and Breaches are what we have this week. My God, was it a crazy week. But before, as always, I begin, I want to thank the following people that sent me a lot of these, and that would be David Brogan, Jay Dance, Barrett Peterson, and Chris Fallon. Guys, thank you very much, and if you have a tip for me, please send it my way, and I'll give you a shout out here, and also on my Nashie Syncated Radio Show, which actually would be this Monday tomorrow. So here's what's going on, and uh, we're going to start with Stanford University because the hits just keep on coming. Stanford University disclosed a data breach after files containing economics PhD program admission information was downloaded from their website between December of last year through January of this year. Now, last week, the university sent data breach notification letters to 897 individuals who submitted personal and health information as part of the graduate application to the Department of Economics, informing them that their info was essentially accessed without authorization. So what we are talking about here are names, dates of birth, home and mailing addresses, phone numbers, email uh, addresses, race, ethnicity, citizenship, and gender. Apparently, financial and social security info was not exposed. I don't know if you are an outside citizen without a social security number and a national ID, if that was part of it, but heads up to you if you're an economics PhD candidate at Stanford University. Moving on. Let's talk about gaming giant Activision, because on December 4th, attackers successfully fished an employee at Activision, gaining access to some internal employee and game data. Now, here's the interesting thing. This breach was not disclosed until last weekend when cybersecurity and malware research group VX Underground posted on Twitter screenshots of the stolen data, as well as the attacker's messages on Activision's internal Slack channel. But... The public weren't the only ones that were caught off guard by this. Activision had yet to notify their own employees of this data breach and whether their data was stolen, according to two Activision employees who spoke to the press on the condition of anonymity. And it's never a good thing when you find out in the news that your company was breached because they're not telling you. So Activision, get it together. We've also heard of other cultural issues there, excuse me, as well. Moving on, let's talk about revenue cycle management company Revenetics or Reventics. And that's an interesting term, revenue uh, cycle management. I don't think I've heard that one before. Anyway, they notified uh, 250,918 individuals of some he- basically a healthcare data breach that impacted some of their patient information. Revenetics detected a cyber intruder with, uh, within their systems on December 15th of last year. The incident basically exposed uh, patient names, addresses, medical record, and patient account numbers, social security numbers, dates of birth, driver's license numbers, health plan names and IDs, financial information, and clinical data. And the hospital that has had to declare so far as a result of Revenetics breach is the Memphis, Tennessee-based Regional One Health. So if you use Regional One for all your health needs, heads up to you. Or if your health care provider uses Revenetics, which you probably wouldn't know, uh uh-oh, here we are. Moving on. Let's head on over to Southern Nevada and Nevada and talk about Rancho Mesquite Casino because a class action lawsuit filed this past Wednesday alleges that Rancho Mesquite Casino's computer systems were left vulnerable to a cyber attack, leaving the personal information of more than 200,000 of their customers and employees exposed, according to court documents. The lawsuit accuses the company of negligence, uh, breach of contract, and other counts. It asks the jury to obviously award monetary damages to the class participants, and here we are. So if you you've ever done gambling or worked for or gambled in or whatever Rancho Mesquite Casino in Southern Nevada, you may eventually be entitled to compensation. 
Moving on, let's talk about Rockler Companies because on February 17th, they filed a notice of data breach with the Attorney General of Maine and Massachusetts following a uh, data security incident resulting in the personal information of 8,604 consumers being leaked. What we are talking about here are consumers' names, social security numbers, driver's license, financial account numbers, and credit or debit card numbers. After confirming this breach, Rockler began sending out breach notification letters. So heads up to you if you use Rockler for all your... Rockling needs. I don't know what they do. <laughs> Moving on. And I know what these guys do. Let's talk about Landry's. Now, Landry's, uh, basically, uh, this is an update from their 2014 data breach. Yes, nine years later, because Landry's is on the hook for $20 million now in losses suffered by J.P. Morgan Chase Bank as a result of that 2014 data breach of Landry's payment processing system. And that is according to a recent ruling by the federal appellate court. Now, the multi-billion dollar operator of the restaurants, hotels, and casinos had a contractual obligation to indemnify Chase for uh, assessments imposed on the bank by Visa and MasterCard as a result of this breach, and that is according to that circuit. Uh, court uh, ruling, so or federal court ruling, excuse me. So the assessments arose as a result of Landry's failure to abide by required security controls. So obviously that's a huge thing. So if you're a patron of any one of the eight bazillion things that Landry's owns, heads up to you. Moving on. Let's talk about MTech uh, Inc. Uh, basically, on February 21st, about a week or so ago, they filed notice of data breach with several states' attorney general's offices, including Maine and Texas. Uh, basically, a cons confidential consumer information apparently was leaked following a cyber attack. And according to their filing, what we are talking about are names, addresses, uh, social security numbers, driver's license numbers, financial account information, and protected health information. They've also sent out letters of notification as well. So heads up if you use MTech for whatever Tech does. Moving on, let's talk about Cleveland Brothers Holding. I can imagine they're just in Cleveland. Um, on February 17th, they filed a notice of breach with the Maine Attorney General after learning that un quote unquote unusual activity on their networks resulted in an unauthorized party gaining access to consumer information. And so, what we're talking about there are names and social security numbers. They've also sent out letters as well. So, heads up, Cleveland Brothers Holdings Inc. Uh, customers. Moving on. Quick update on the Los Angeles Unified School District, who had probably the worst uh, education breach uh, in the history of the United States uh, in the last couple of months or so. Um, the LA uh, Unified School District disclosed this past Wednesday that, quote, approximately 2,000 assess student assessment records were posted on the dark web as a result of that recent cyber attack, including those uh, for 60, 60 students who are currently enrolled. Now, the, post, uh, the posted records also include an unspecified number of driver's license numbers, and social security numbers. The district statement did not say who this information belonged to, but the system does not routinely collect social security numbers from students, so possibly employees. What I'm guessing here happened is they're going through ransomware negotiations and 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 uh, they're not going as planned, and so they dumped 2,000 of them, I think potentially millions of records that they had from the LAUSD. So I think this is going to continue to unfold. You know I'll keep you up to date here, so stay tuned. Moving on. Let's go next door, basically, to the L.A. Unified School District and talk about the Long Beach, California school system. Now, there's not much information on this, but they recently notified families this past Wednesday of a data breach that so far appears to contain the email addresses of students and student ID numbers. So I don't have more information, but heads up to you. If you've got a student in the Long Beach, California school system, LAUSD is not the only one you've got to worry about. Moving on, <clears throat> let's talk about Commonwealth University. 
Letters are being mailed to the last known permanent addresses of 2,158 users whose personally identifiable information was involved in a data breach on the physician assistant portal at Commonwealth University Lockhaven. So heads up to you if you've used the physician assistant portal at Commonwealth University Lockhaven, you may be getting a letter. Never a fun day. Moving on. Let's talk about a, a software platform called Audience View Campus. They manage online ticket sales for venues like universities. And they just recently uh, uh, informed USASC, or the University of Saskatchewan up in Canada, that basically they had a data breach, including credit card purchases through uh, USASC's website, huskytickets.com, between February 17th through the 21st of this year. And so obviously this is a new one. We'll see where this goes. But if you're a big Huskies fan of the University of Saskatchewan, Go Huskies, you might have a problem, especially if you're buying tickets and going to games. And moving on. Let's talk about True Health New Mexico. This is actually an update because they just agreed to a class action settlement to resolve claims that it failed to protect patient data from a 2021 data breach. I went back and looked, and I definitely talked about this when this incident uh, affected about uh, 63,000 patients. Now, under the terms of the settlement, class members can receive reimbursements up to $250 of uh, data breach-related expenses like credit card related costs, bank fees, communication charges, etc., and up to five hours of lost time at a rate of $20 an hour. Class members who experience extraordinary expenses related to the breach can receive higher payments of up to $5,000 for actual documented and unreimbursed monetary losses caused by fraud or identity theft resulting from the data breach. This reimbursement may include three additional hours of unreimbursed time at $20 an hour. You have until August 14th of this year to submit a claim. So heads up to you, True Health. New Mexico uh, patients go get your money. Moving on, let's talk about O'Neill's O'Neill Industries Inc. Excuse me. On February seventeenth, they filed with the Texas Attorney General uh, after learning that confidential consumer information stored on their infrastructure was accessible to an unauthorized party. We are talking names, addresses, social security numbers. After this, they sent uh, letters out to those affected. So heads up, O'Neill Industries employees and customers. Moving on. We're going to talk about a company formerly known as Pegasus Group Australia. Now they're known as My Rewards, still in Australia. Now, preliminary investigations pointed to an unauthorized access on their systems in August of 2021, which led to this data compromise. We're just finding out about this now, apparently. Now, that meant that personally identifiable information, including names, email addresses, and phone numbers, likely were made publicly available. And there you go. All of their data, they're saying, were stored in Australia, uh, so they're not violating any foreign laws on that one but the one big uh, organization so far in australia that has had to um had to declare is a retailer known as the good guys so if you shop at the good guys and you're part of their my rewards program or whatever they call their rewards program heads up to you you may be involved in this data breach moving on we're going to talk about the maritime based empire co that they are the parent company of sobeys which is what we are talking about today they just acknowledge that customers and employees past and present are receiving letters saying that their personal information may have been compromised quote we have seen no evidence that personal data was accessed or removed from our servers. However, out of an abundance of caution, we have sent notifications to those who could have been potentially impacted and in compliance with our regulatory obligations. IT security always has been a priority for us, and on and on and on. I don't have much more for that, but heads up to you if you use Sobeys uh, for all your Sobey needs. Moving on, let's talk about First National Bank out of New Zealand. That's right, we're heading back down under. Um, so if you've applied for a home loan through First National Bank, and specifically their app in recent months, you're 
personal information may have been compromised. The data includes personally identifiable information such as names, identity numbers, and contact details. And here we are. Obviously, if you're filing for a mortgage or a home loan, uh, you know, through a bank, they're getting everything about you. I don't care where you are, New Zealand, US, wherever. So heads up to you, First National Bank uh, customers of New Zealand. Moving on. This is an interesting one. Um, I actually talked about this one back in 2018, 2019. I went back and looked. I keep my notes, people. I keep my notes. But we are talking about Vastamo. Now, this is a, a Finnish psychotherapy organization. And as I mentioned, in 2018, 2019, they got hit that exposed tens of thousands of Finns' mental health information. Now we have an update because the hackers suspected of stealing tens of thousands of these patient records has now been extradited to Finland, according to his lawyer, yesterday. Yesterday, um, and basically he was arrested in France. So his lawyer, Peter Jari, told AFP that the 25-year-old suspect, Julius Kivimaki, is now being held in Vanta Prison near Helsinki, Finland. Uh, Kivimaki was arrested in Paris on uh, February 3rd on the run from a European arrest warrant issued by the Finnish police in October of 2022. So clearly this guy had... Um, six months, five months, something like that, on the run. Uh, French authorities gave the green light for his extradition, and I'm sure the Finns are very happy to have him and uh, prosecute him, and there we are. Obviously, that was a huge and very important data breach because, obviously, therapists are writing a lot of very sensitive information about your inner quirks, your inner child, your inner whatever. Nobody ever wants that stuff to get out, so that was a huge one. Moving on. We have to talk about food giant Dole, as in Dole Foods. <clears throat> and I had a few different people send me this one. So if I forgot your name at the beginning of this, I'll get you next week. Just let me know because I literally, this was this was one of the big ones. A, a, basically, a cyber attack earlier this month forced uh, produce giant Dole to temporarily shut down production plants in North America and halt food shipments to grocery stores, according to a company memo that was obtained by CNN and other publications. Now, uh, this previously unreported hack with a source familiar with with the incident said that it was ransomware and it led grocery shoppers to complain on Facebook in recent days that store shelves have been missing Dole-made salad kits. Quote, Dole Food Company is in the midst of a cyber attack and have subsequently shut down our systems throughout North America. That is according to Emmanuel Lazopolis, um, or Lazopolis, um, Senior Vice President at Dole's Fresh Vegetables Division, obviously makers of the salad kit. And they, that was in a uh, February 10th memo to the retailers that are receiving these that we bought. Dole has four processing plants in the United States and employs more than 3,000 people, according to their company lease. So obviously that is a huge supply chain hit, uh, you know, because Dole is one of the major suppliers of a lot of the food that we see in our grocery stores. And so if they go down across North America, obviously it's going to be a lot harder to keep things in stock. So there you go. Are we going to see uh, the price of salad rise in the next month? Probably. We'll see. And finally, <clears throat> excuse me, we have a couple of finalies for you. Actually, a few finalies for you because there was a lot of crazy news this week. And first one we're going to be talking about are 2,000 companies, and this isn't good, because around 2,000 companies and China's foreign exchange platform that use two data centers in Asia are seeing a number of their login passwords being offered for sale in the dark web. Major, major, major data centers run by GDS Holdings in Shanghai and ST Telemedia Global in Singapore have uh, reportedly been hacked. Now, according to Bloomberg, the stolen login credentials are for customer support websites, and at least five such sites have subsequently been accessed. Now, the attackers responsible have seemingly had these credentials for over a year. My God. But in January of this year, they offered them for sale at for 
$1,000. They said that they have confirmed that some work, uh, but have been overwhelmed by the sheer volume of logins that they have. Now, the customer centers basically have been forcing password changes on all of their customers at the start of this year. Once this came to light, it has not been revealed which customers were among those that accessed. However, the complete list of customers exposed according to the sale of these passwords are Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Alibaba, Goldman Sachs, and Walmart. That is absolutely huge. Now, Bloomberg, uh, uh, the reporting organization here, says that many have declined to comment. Apple failed to respond and all of that. Microsoft basically said, we take our security seriously. Default boilerplate stuff. But my God, Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Alibaba, Goldman Sachs, and Walmart may all have to declare data breaches in some way, shape, or form due to this. That is a huge, huge thing. I will definitely, definitely, definitely keep you up to date on that. Moving on. We have to talk about another massive corporation, and that would be News Corp. Now, if you're not familiar with News Corp, we will get to them because they say that attackers behind a breach disclosed in 2022 first gains access into its systems two years before in February of 2020. That's right. This has been unfolding for like three years, even though this was caught um, basically two years, two plus years in. Now, this was revealed in a data breach notification letter sent to employees affected by this breach who had some of their personal personal and health information accessed while the threat actors had access to an email and document storage system used by several News Corp businesses. This incident affected multiple news arms of the conglomerate, including the Wall Street Journal, the New York Post, and its UK news operations. Quote, based on the investigation, News Corp understands that between February of 2020 and January of 2022, about two years, an unauthorized party gained access to certain business documents and emails from a limited number of its personnel's accounts in the affected system, some of which contain personal information. Our investigation indicates that this activity does not appear to be focused on exploiting personal information. We are not aware of reports of identity theft or fraud in connection with this issue, end quote. Now, according to News Corp, basically the personal information uh, accessed by the attackers could have been dates of birth, social security numbers, driver's license, passport numbers, financial account information, medical and health insurance information, and on and on, not to mention personal correspondence and all that kind of stuff. Now, here's where it gets worse. Here's where it gets worse because the media giant said last year when it first disclosed a security breach that the attackers were associated with a foreign government, that they had exfiltrated some data during that time that they had access to the system. And I quote, from Mandiant, um, specifically David Wong, VP of Incident Response at Mandiant, talking to Bleeping Computer at that time. Quote, Mandiant assesses that those behind this activity have a China nexus, and we believe they are likely involved in espionage activities to collect intelligence to benefit China's interests. End quote. Now, News Corp properties include the New York Post, the Wall Street Journal, Dow Jones, Market Watch, Fox News, the behemoth and cable news, Barron's, The Sun, uh, and the news uh, British, uh, the news UK British newspaper publisher, among many other things. And so if you are looking at something like this with a Chinese influence or espionage operation, you're looking at the internal workings of major reporting bodies uh, here in the United States. Forget the politics of Fox News and stuff. That is a ton of information that news sources are sitting on. So that's that's a huge thing. Now, on October 22nd of last year, 
The New York Post, another News Corp property, also disclosed that it was hacked by uh, after unknown attackers used its website and Twitter account to publish offensive headlines and tweets targeting multiple U.S. politicians. I remember talking about that uh, back in October as well. Now, one day later, on October 28th, uh, the tabloid newspaper revealed that the incident was caused by one of its employees who was fired after their involvement was discovered. So hopefully that person wasn't on the Chinese payroll. But imagine a Chinese intelligence operation, according to Mandiant, uh, or highly likely that it is, uh, you know, was able to get into all of those potential news sources, news reporting bureaus, and get what heads up information, plant false information, uh, you know, do whatever they're going to do. This is a huge problem. And I think, uh, you know, we're going to see more of this. But moving on, because we are definitely not done. We have more finalists for you. And now we're going to be talking about the Department of Defense. And this ain't good. Here's what's going on now. The U.S. Department of Defense secured an exposed server this past Monday that was leaking internal U.S. military emails to the open Internet for at least two weeks. Now, the exposed server was hosted uh, on Microsoft Azure's government cloud for the Department of Defense uh, customers that basically uses servers that are physically separated from commercial customers. Um, you know, so basically sensitive information can be shared there. The exposed server was part of an internal mailbox system storing about three terabytes of internal military emails, many of them pertaining to the U.S. Special Operations Command or SOCOM. That's right. This is huge. The U.S. military unit tasked, obviously, SOCOM with conducting special operations. You know, we're going to send in the SEALs. SOCOM's got a hand in it. Delta's going somewhere. SOCOM has a hand in it. I mean, this is what we're talking about. This is really crazy. These are the guys that, like, go after the Bin Ladens of the world. It's nuts. But a misconfiguration in that server was basically left without a password allowing anybody with internet access to essentially just go to the mailbox and take a look at it. And all you needed to do is open up your web browser and know the IP address. Now, <clears throat> the server was packed, as I mentioned, with internal military email messages, some dating back years, and some of which contained personal, uh, sensitive personnel information. One of those exposed files was a completed SF-86 questionnaire. Those are filled out by federal employees seeking security clearances and contain highly sensitive personal and health information for vetting individuals. Obviously, they need uh, handling classified information. That is a very long and tough process. Now, these personnel questionnaires contain a significant amount of background information on uh, security clearance holders valuable to foreign adversaries. In 2015, suspected Chinese hackers stole millions of sensitive background check files of government employees who sought security clearance in the in a data breach of the U.S. Office of Personnel Management. So this is kind of on that level in some ways. None of the limited data seen by TechCrunch, who is reporting on this, appeared to be classified, um, which would be consistent with SOCOM's civilian work as classified networks are inaccessible from the internet. TechCrunch contacted SOCOM on Sunday morning, uh, basically a week ago, uh, and that was the holiday weekend, but the experience server wasn't uh, secured until Monday afternoon when reached by email. A senior Pentagon official confirmed that they had passed those details over to uh, the SOCOM and uh, the server was uh, soon accessible after that. So hopefully they've got that locked down. Never a fun time when you're seeing uh, sensitive information on the military get out there. Even if it's not classified, there's a lot of information that could potentially just be out there. And finally, finally, we're going to do a quick state of the cybersecurity union, kind of. This is a quick one. It's going to take 30 seconds, but according to an IBM, IBM's Cost of Data Breach 2022 report, a single data breach in the United States in 2022 now costs an average of $9.44 million to essentially remediate. 
Cybercrime is a trillion dollar business. And according to the report, now the projected cost to the world is going to be $10.5 trillion by 2025, up from like, I think it was six or seven. So that is a huge, huge thing. Uh, you know, it's obviously much cheaper uh, to just spend on good cyber defense strategies than, than blow an average of $9.44 million, not to mention reputation ruining and all those other kinds of things. So secure your stuff. Those are your breaches of the week. Absolutely crazy week. Were you affected? Yeah, we're just going to say you were this week because everybody's hacking everybody this week and that kind of sucked. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.